Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I am joined today by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. I'm back. And my name is Fergus Craig. And right now, we all have come in our pants. We've all... <laughs> <laughs> we have ripped our cocks off. We're, we're, we're just sitting in a river of spunk because we won. 6-2. We won 6-2. Yeah. We didn't just win. We won 6-2. I mean, if we can just win every game 6-2 for the rest <laughs> of the season... Well, Steve McLaren said the season starts with that game, so we're top of the league. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. Wow, not if bad. You, if you look at it in his eyes, yeah. Paul, you you predicted three one. You were you were fifty percent ah. of the way there. Yeah, it um, was double your prediction. I don't remember predicting that. You did. I listened to the podcast from last week oh. today. I predicted two one, Dave. This is your chance to say what your prediction would have been. I was going to say 6-2. <laughs> well no, done, Dave. I, I, honest to God, I was going to say about... Uh, I, th- I thought we'd win, but it was going to be like a 1-0, 2-0. You know, and a ropey 2-0 yeah. if that. But that, wow. I don't think anyone expected that. No. Absolutely not. God, it was good. I don't think anyone expected that um, at half-time, in a way. No, maybe that's a bad call. But no, I think even... 15, 20 minutes into the second half, I was still very nervous. It was and very nervy, wasn't We were going to get away with maybe a point. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when, when we got to 3-2, I honestly thought there was only one team in it, and that was Norwich. Yeah. Which is madness, because, you know, we, we scored with every, every strike on goal so far. And uh, we, we just didn't look like we were in control of the game. And I think... Um, their formation, which was that the four-two-three-one that we don't like playing, they were playing that and they played it quite well. So they had quite a grip on the central midfield, and we didn't. I mean, our, like, um, like uh, I think that's why Tioto was taken off at half time because yeah. he's not mobile enough yet. Maybe he's just not. Our much central fit. midfielders in general, I thought, from what was a pretty good performance from everyone, a mm. lot has been laid at the door of our defence for being weak. I think it's our central midfield. Colbach didn't really do much. Teote was really unconvincing, but then he's not match fit. No. Anita looked good when he came on, but I think a lot of the problems with their goals was our central midfielders not being mobile enough to cover. If a right... Like, Sissoko's going to bomb forward. Wijnaldum's mm. going to do the same. You need a central midfielder to come out of position and to cover the, space. the fullback yeah, yeah. on the other. That's why I think Anita was brought on to, yeah. to try and provide an extra bit of cover. But ironically, after half time, after half time, and until we got the fourth, like that period, Norwich were all over us. Yeah, and looked like they like it looked like a matter of time before they scored. And I'm going to sound a little hyperbolic now. Excellent. Um, and it's only one game, and oh, uh, this is not. This is. Champions is League? This no, the no. best <laughs> football team ever. No, seen no. What anywhere. I'm going to say is, and it, it really is only one game. I'm not saying this mm. is a sign of things to come, but it reminded me a little bit of the Keegan era. Oh yeah, yeah. In that, the that, sense that, like, that you yeah. know that yeah. thing of like you score 
two How, wheels we don't, six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get that, but I think uh, this uh, that's that's a uh, something that's leveled at the the Keegan era quite a lot. It's just like oh, it was just all out attack all the time. So it wasn't really the defensive record was yeah. actually quite good. Yeah. Ninety five, ninety six. I think we had best or second best defensive record in mm. the league. Someone's just read Touching Distance. Oh, <laughs> what a what a great book. Um, I think the, the, with with this, we're about about two signings away from being like a comfortable top half team. Right. Okay. Mm. We're getting away from that. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry, but I mean, you need to shut the fuck up with statements like that <laughs> because we, we just lost the previous eight games. That's Are we, all right. I see what you mean. Like well, we, no, we didn't we, lose. We, we, we failed yeah, to win in the previous eight fine. games. We've won one in nineteen. Mm-hmm. We've won four in. Well, now five. In but the, the season year, started 2015. on Right, okay. Yeah, and you've but got- the idea that like, suddenly... I mean, this is the thing. Listen back to our podcasts. Mm-hmm. We are the biggest group of reactionary dickheads <laughs> right, you've so ever stop- heard. No, We're so fucking reactionary. No, because what have I been saying throughout this? We've had the toughest start in the league. There's the green shoots of recovery. There is definite, definitely good players amongst this group, and I think that uh, we'll be fine and we, we will be comfortably safe. I've always been saying All right, that. Then I'm reactionary. Yeah. So All no, right. I don't think we're going to score six goals every game. I don't think we're going to score seven, two goals. eight. Nine. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be double figures. No, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I, I've, I don't think we've turned the corner. But I do think we're in the. We've we've at least made ourselves into the right lane to then turn the corner. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. Like we're not there yet. But the next five, four or five games that we've got. We can definitely take points from. I'm not saying we're going to like yeah, win I agree, more I than agree. we drew, but we, they, they are definitely winnable. And the games that have preceded this game, most of them are like six out of the top eight we faced. So the only three games that we've we've played outside of the top eight teams, West Ham away, it's never an easy game. Watford was a bad result, and Norwich, which who we spanked. All right, all right, yeah. all, right all right, all right. Let's get down to the fucking game, shall we? Yeah. Um, Vijnaldum scored four goals. Uh, yeah. I think, um, I think we all feel a bit like that. The did, love did I, do you remember I said a while ago that I said it might be too early for this comparison? Yeah. But Gary Speed? Yeah. Yeah. He I never mean, scored four in a Dave, game. Dave, no, he didn't just, score four in a goal. Dave just thrown his arms up. In yeah. Because if he's been proved right. The, 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 like delayed runs into the box, the, yeah. the goal threat that he is. We've not had that. He is in the air. We've not had that since Kevin Nolan, like a proper a midfielder who will get us. Mm. I think he'll, well, he'll comfortably get us ten goals a season. Well, we'll see. Well, now he scored six so far this season. Yeah. From what I can remember, four of which are pretty much exactly the same. It's in the centre of the six-yard box. Oh, header, header running yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. cross from the right. And he's time, not I a think. big guy. He's not a big guy. He, he's got some kind of knack of finding space in between the two central defenders. Mm, yeah. Right in the centre. And he's, for this calendar year, I don't know if you saw, he's the top scoring midfielder in Europe. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Are they that's... not counting Ben Arthur as a midfielder? Well, no, for 2014-15, he's outscored Ben Arthur. I would say. Not I for this say, actual right, season, yeah, yeah, but yeah, sorry, the calendar yeah, yeah, year. Sorry. He's on like 20. <laughs> I will say as well, I mean, okay, oh, in that case, if it's for the calendar year, then I'm wrong. But I was going to say that might be slightly skewed by the fact he's just scored four goals in one game. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's, there's like, you know, like, you yeah. get those players who suddenly, do you remember when Paul Kitson scored a hat-trick? Yeah, yeah. A few years ago. Or Leon you know, Best. Leon Best scored a hat-trick. <laughs> yeah. You know, it happens. Um, uh, Wijnaldum, mm-hmm. uh, six goals. Um, he's... Uh, I'm, uh, credit to NUFC Index uh, for this fact, this basis that I'm getting this from. Um, who's got the most goals? Uh, which midfielder in the Premier League era, because we all know football only started uh, in the <laughs> Premier course. League era, who's got the most uh, goals in a season of midfielders for Newcastle United? Oh, for Newcastle. Chabai? Uh, I'm no. going to say no. Rob Lee. No. 
it was... Kieran Dyer? No, mm. that's a good show. Ginola, Robert? No. David Batty? <laughs> it was uh, Kevin Nolden. Nolden? Nolden? Kevin Nolden. Oh, the Dutch Kevin Nolan. <laughs> Kevin Nolan. Which season? Really? Uh, 2010-11. I guess he got his hat-trick against Sunderland, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, playing alongside. And, uh, and second oh. was Rob Lee with nine in 94-95. Ah. Oh. And, that, and that says something about, like, a lot of the sort of legendary midfielders for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you remember their goals, but there weren't that many of them. Do you know what I mean? I'm always amazed by how few David Ginola scored. Yeah, great goal scorers rather than scorers mean, of great goals. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around, yeah. You know, Robert was the same as well, I think. Well, no, because Robert scored a, a lot of goals for us. Eight was his best. He scored was, eight yeah, in uh, 2001, 2002. Once again, thanks to NUFC Index for that fact. Um, oh. What did you think of Sissoko? Because he he set up four goals, but probably was at fault for their. I'm not going to blame him for both of their goals, but he was he was certainly I, yeah, I a, kinda, a fault for. A I think of their first chances. half especially, he mm. was a bit of a defensive liability. Yeah, like he was our worst defender and our best attacker in a way. Which is weird because he got such a great engine that it's not him. Like holding himself back mm. for the attack, like um, uh, when when Ben Arthur didn't track back, it's because he can't tackle and he hasn't yeah. got the the Sissoko can do that job. Yeah, I want to get into Sissoko here yeah. because I want to get right into it <laughs> <laughs> because he gets and I mean I mentioned this on the last podcast, uh, yeah. but I feel like my argument is strengthened now and perhaps yours is as well because he made another defensive error which led to a goal, um, or at least you know proved his defensive laziness yeah. when it comes to trucking back. But, like, he gets so much shit on Twitter, and I know that's not representative. Yeah. As we know, when the general election came, <laughs> yeah. Twitter is not representative of public opinion. I mean, I listened to uh, Five Live the other day, oh, and God. a Newcastle fan called in and was going on about how great Sissoko was and how much Tim Krull would be missed. And But you look on Twitter in the last few months... Those two players are just dog shit, and we should get say goodbye to them. That's I mean, yeah, that's the yeah. standard. Twitter's reactionary. It's reactionary, right? isn't it? Mm. Sissoko, yes, he doesn't truck back, but um, he does a fucking. He's a good player. I'll tell you the reason. Sometimes, yeah. like he's frustrating because he could be better, mm. but like mm. he does so much for us. I I'll tell you the reason really why does. I think it is though. Like in the second half, I can't remember which goal it was before. But where Sissoko had tracked back to right back, where Olsen was getting forward all game, won the ball off him and then blitzed it was, forward. It was Mitrovic. It was the Mitrovic goal. Yeah, the one that he yeah. then crossed the... Yeah, yeah. So, and so that was, but that was Sissoko Sorry. showing he can actually do that job and defend. So yeah. Like, we've had players before who are technically not good enough to actually do that job. And you can forgive it more then. But when you have a player who you see is capable of doing that defensive job and turning defence into attack, but so often doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he's he's victimised because he's so good, which is unfair. I feel like these players should be celebrated. I mean, it's, a, it's frustrating. I can see that it's frustrating, but, like, in a few years, you're going to look back on those players and think about the contribution that they made and forget about the negative. Like, David Ginola... Yeah. I wasn't regularly going to games when David Ginola played. Twitter yeah. didn't exist. Right? <laughs> but I would imagine... On the basis of what Sissoko gets, he got a lot of shit. He does. No, no, because you'd, be sta- you'd be standing in the crowd and the, you'd have a, like a bloke standing beside you spitting just bilious abuse at Ginola because he, he, he was leaving John Beresford um, uh, exposed. And But as, as Paul was saying, you kind of forgive him because David Ginola can't tackle. And David Ginola isn't the kind of player that can run for 90 minutes. And Moose he won't. Well. And Moussa Sissoko, like, uh, last season, you, you made a, a comparison between um, like Patrick Vieira and um, Yaya Toure and Moussa Sissoko. Like, big, powerful, technically capable, um, competent, you know, gifted footballers. Yeah. The thing, the only thing stopping Sissoko from being, like, not as good as them, but, like... But not far off. Not far off is his will to do it. Mm. 
That's that's what the Newcastle fans are reacting to. On I, I understand that. Go on. I Sorry, think it's on. like a teacher seeing a pupil who they know can be so <laughs> much better than yeah. they the, are. The he, word potential was included a lot in my school reports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fergus has no potential. A potential <laughs> child molester. <laughs> 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 alert the authorities and they were right on that case. Yeah. no I see what you're saying and I understand the frustration mm. but I also let's fucking enjoy him because yeah like, he oh he plays he's like not that. like a flair player but he's a fucking powerhouse he's a yeah. and he, so effective and those not only is he a powerhouse but those uh, the accuracy of those crosses in that game that's a uh, mm. right so if he was doing that consistently, in in the games that we've played him on the right wing, uh, under Pardew he was played mostly on the right wing, and he just wasn't effective. I think his most effective uh, role is the role that he was given, like he and Vinaldum with the role against Norwich, where yes, it's you, you start him on the right hand side, but he is allowed to drift through the middle and do what he what he likes, yeah, which is why he and Vinaldum were all over the place. And then you ask um, Colback and Tiote or Anita to to basically accept the extra responsibility. Yeah. And that's why I think we're... So if Sissoko plays like that against Sunderland, I think we will, we will comfortably beat Sunderland. Because if, he's, if he plays like that, Jesus, we would comfortably beat Everton. We would comfortably yeah. beat... And so on. So I, th- I, think <laughs> I love I'll... that the way that, that shows where we've come as a football club. Jesus, I mean, if he plays like that... We could be Everton. <laughs> <laughs> Everton are a very good start of the season. Yeah, that's yeah. My, that's my opinion. I think it's it comes down again, like I was saying earlier, to not having dynamic enough central midfields. Even yeah. watching Stoke last night, Charlie mm. Adam at central midfield. Anytime their wingers go forward, he's sprinting around covering. Jack Colback doesn't really do that. Anita tries. I think well, maybe they're Sissoko just, maybe they're just not naturally fit. as fit as Charlie Adam. <laughs> but oh, that's the thing. Charlie Adam looks like a chain man who's just come out of prison. Yeah. Charlie Adam just looks like before every game they collect him from Weatherspoons. <laughs> <laughs> after every they drop him back off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd I'd like to make the argument that we should lay off the circle a little bit. I mean, I I, I know he's frustrating, but like. We're not really laying on him, okay, though. Okay. Well, He's right. four, I, just, I mean, I'm not necessarily great. you two. I'm, I just no, mean I would as say a that fan base. It's a lazy criticism of Newcastle to have a go at Musa Sissoko. It's a late, like it's an easy thing to do because because there's the potential that you don't see him meeting. Mm. There, it's easy to have a go at him for that. I do think that there is some like legit criticism coming. Of his course, way. yeah, no, I yeah. understand. But like, I'd, I'd just like to say as well something which I've now forgotten. So carry on. Uh, I was going to talk. I was going to move away from Musa Sissoko. I've got had... one more thing on Sissoko. I yeah, think a lot less, a lot less criticism would come his way if he didn't keep talking about how he wants to play in the Champions yeah. League. That's something I want to say. McLaren, he annoyed me a little bit in his post-match yeah. interview by sort of feeding into that. It's obviously a, a motivational thing for Sissoko, where he was saying um, uh, he should be playing in the Champions League. And with performances uh, like, like that, that, he will be a top yeah, four Yeah, and he was basically yeah, yeah. saying, uh, he was basically feeding the idea that we're, a, I felt as a fan, that he was feeding the idea that we're a club that helps you move there not by the club going to the Champions mm. League yeah. but by us being a shop but that's owner. our business model now it is and that's, but, but also that's I, depressing I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if part of the the like the the agreement between Sissoko and his representatives in Newcastle Football Club was that right you're going to stay for one more season or maybe even only till December and we, we will actively seek court yeah. people for you but for the next for the first six months or 12 months that we have him, you need to be putting in top four performances. You do that and we will app, like we will help you That's through That's kind the of door. what we did with Kabai from yeah, the sound Yeah, absolutely. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if we are courting suitors mm. for him. And frankly, of all the players, like, yes, like, like Fergus saying, he has got the potential to do such great things at this club. I don't think... I, don't, I think he's one of the assets that we could sell and replace. I think he'd easier. be mad to leave in the winter window, though, with the with the Euros coming up. You just think, yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Just uh, play out of your skin for the Champions rest of the League, season. Um, well, you look at Kabai going to PSG and then 
disappearing off yeah. the face. Yeah. But Sissoko is a player who, uh, when neutrals um, talk to me about Newcastle or fans of other clubs talk to me about Newcastle, um, they always talk about how good they think Sissoko is. Yeah. And I think, and I think as uh, fans, you can sometimes get into the. You can. You don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. You can. Nice arrangement you know, of that. Sound. You know. You know what I'm saying. You, you can not yeah. appreciate. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's fair. The fact that. But they probably don't regularly watch him over ninety minutes. He's our no, best player on like, his day, probably. I, th- I think you might be right. I mean, another candidate for our best player hasn't played. Um, that many games for us yet, and. Uh, Remy uh, Street. Yes, <laughs> Remy Street. Hasn't played that many games for us yet and has had uh, already had uh, some wild ups and downs as a Newcastle player. But Mitrovic. Oh, that goal. That goal. Oh, boy. That goal. <laughs> right. Wasn't it? it was, isn't it? <laughs> it was... Uh, it was Shearer-esque. It was. Right, yeah. the... Ferdinand-esque as well, I would say. More sure than Ferdinand, but yeah, yeah, I'll take that because the the way he chested it down, ran onto it, smashed it home. Oh. It was emphatic. Oh, it was and right set up by put Sissoko. But you, you set that aside, and Sissoko would probably be third or fourth in my choice for man of the match behind um, Vinaldum Sissoko, and then it's like Perez him or Perez be because there. Mitrovic had a brilliant game. Absolutely, but he. I didn't think Perez had an amazing game, actually. But go Perez, on. But well, Mi- okay, but Mitrovic. So when um, when Pe- for Perez's goal, Mitrovic was deliberately he took two defenders with him when he ran across Sissoko's path. He ran across Sissoko's path to draw two defenders away, which mm. left Perez facing just the one. And I was screaming at Perez to square the ball for Sissoko. <laughs> Because Sissoko was completely unmarked in the centre of the, yeah. in, within like the eighteen yard box, but it was Mitrovic's movement. Mitrovic was holding the ball up. Mitrovic was getting fouled and not reacting. He didn't. Ne- he never looked close to getting a booking. So all of the the doubters that were saying, "Well, he's a liability," and like we should get like people were saying we should like stick him out on loan because he's just going to get sent off every game. Yeah, well, he's never going to nonsense. Get- this guy, this kid, is a really fucking good footballer seems and like, he's going to be a fucking good striker seems for like a laugh as well yeah. <laughs> I like the way he like in every celebration it looks like he's about it's like how many of our players is he going to assault <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of his uh, two gun salute like oh. pew pew <laughs> yeah, I liked it I loved it like, I just think like you were saying as well on the counter attack we look like we've got a front four Mm. Or we did it at the weekend. Wijnaldum, Sissoko, Perez and Mitrovic, who just look like they can go in any direction, just tear defences open. Was, we've not had that since... But then the, I think when we had Cissé, Barr and Ben Arfa as a front three. But it's interesting because like, Mitrovic and, and Perez don't have... Like, they're, not, they're not that quick. They're not lightning quick. Uh, Sissoko's got a top... Like, uh, a, a fast really playing fast yeah. league. Fast playing league. But like him and Vinaldum, they've got plenty did, of pace. Did he look like the first player in the league when he was uh, tracking back? For <laughs> he was just going no. so fast he looked slow. Sorry, go on. Uh, we, like Mitrovic and, and Perez aren't that quick, but what they do do is make the right runs. So instead of, because uh, you'd be watching Cissé, and Cissé will just run in a straight line towards goal. And if the, the guy running with the ball doesn't, Drive off into the yeah. channels or anything like that. Then Cisse's not going to make the clever runs. So, like uh, Mitrovic, rather deliberately sacrificed his goal-scoring opportunity, like like the, a good goal scorer, by dragging him away. And when Vinaldum scored the his fourth, Mitrovic did the same. Yeah. He took he took players away so that Mitro, uh, so that uh, Vinaldum could score that. What I thought at the time was an absolute barnstormer, but turns <laughs> yeah, out it turns a out a bit fluky. It was a deflection. But Brian um, Alden's got like um, a sexy smile. He's got a sexy <laughs> smile. He's got like I don't know. I mean, we could get into genetics here, but he's got kind of like he looks Dutch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not really. I have no idea what you're doing. Like I feel like he looks like a. Is it the clubs? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
feel like he looks like a few other Dutch footballers that I've known. Like Seidel, something about. I know. Like what you mean. Yeah, 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 maybe yeah. I'm just thinking of Seidel. He's just I don't a. Know. He's very photogenic. Yeah, um, yeah. I would. I, I love the. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but do you see the the post match interview with him uh, and Mitrovic? Him and Mitrovic, yeah, and he was yeah. like. The, the, the interview was like, have you scored four before? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And uh, Mitrovic was like, what? You <laughs> yeah, I scored four. Well, one seems to me like he's very lovable and mm. he smiles a lot. And this isn't a criticism. It's something I like about him. But it occurred to me that day, is Wijnaldum like really arrogant? Because he's Dutch. <laughs> he's Dutch. So if that's what it is, is it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. he was like... In each of his celebrations, he was basically cat- his celebration was like saying, "This is how many goals I've scored." I don't know about the rest of the team, but he was like holding up the number of goals that he had scored. Like, when do you have see- he scored four before? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. When do you see anyone after a goal though, like lining up the whole team, pointing yeah, yeah. at them? Can everyone hold no, up the. Do, no, you do get that. Like when they when they've scored their like second or something, they do like point back to the person yeah, that's that, true. that rolled it across them. I thought the the whole. The whole of the front of our team had a really good game. I think, like, Jan Matt had a decent game. I was interested to see uh, Haidara replace Domit because I think Haidara defends higher up the pitch than Domit does because he, yeah. he's, he's got faith in his pace. Right. Um, and Haidara actually made more tackles than Domit did. Haidara looked good when he came. But yeah, he, looked, yeah. he looked good, I think, because he knew Domit was going to take his position if he didn't. I was glad genuine see, competition for a place. I, I was I glad still to see Dummett back. Dummett put in, I think before any goals had been scored, Dummett put in an amazing cross in the first yeah. half. Yeah. It, yeah. it was the greatest cross of all time. <laughs> I don't no, think Dummett had a bad game. I think the defensive problems we had, a lot of it has to fall on the midfield. Yeah. yeah I don't absolutely. think the back four yeah. were technically terrible. I no, think, I think Colacini and Bemba looked... Like they look like they're becoming a partnership, yeah. and as much as Mitrovic and Perez, I think those two partnerships are equally as vital. We just need another partnership in the yeah. centre. I think Olsen terrorised us down our right, and Which, there were a few yeah. occasions where you thought Janmat should have gone out to the ball, but there was nobody else Covering, near it yeah, as well. Yeah. I think we were still p- pretty bad defensively. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We conceded two goals against Norwich. But home. we scored six. And we're not often well, going to come That's all we need ag- to do. We just need to keep <laughs> scoring six. We're not often going to come up against uh, Robbie Brady and Nathan Redmond, who I think are you know, they are they Red- are better than Norwich quality. Redmond's goals. Okay. Right, we're quality not, goals okay. as well. Right, but we are going to come up with other uh, up against other Premier League strikers. Yeah, yeah, but so so my point is that um, the way that Norwich play get the most out of those two those two uh, players, and that's why they were causing us so much problems when the way we were playing. So we were playing with like no wide midfielders because Sissoko and Vinalden were moving into the centre, and uh, Yanma and Domit and then Haidara were were kind of getting exposed, and that's why mm. Brady and uh, and um, Redmond and I can't remember the, their fullbacks. That's Olsen why, and Olsen, I can't remember the right. Yeah, back. that's oh. why they were getting so much joy down the flanks. And I, I, I realised I just referred to Red, them as like strikers. Sorry about that. That's okay. I just wanted to note that because I know people are listening <laughs> and go, the guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, that's okay. When we come up against like uh, Sunderland, Sunderland don't have that threat from the wing. They don't. They'll, they'll play a different formation. When uh, with Leicester, we're going to come up against like Mares and Vardy are the threats for them. And when we come up against Bournemouth, don't really have like they don't have that quality. Bournemouth are all injured now. For yeah, the season like so unfortunate. And then again with Stoke, the the majority of Stoke's best play comes through the centre. Which is probably where we're going to need to. Do I think that's our weakest area at the minute, Center central the midfield. Yeah. Even though we've got about ten players who can play central yeah, midfield, yeah. none of them can fit into our system. It seems it's maybe so need frustrating. To... I mean, I know at the beginning of the season I was trying to say, "Forget about it. He's gone. Stop thinking about it." But goodbye. He would change. Yeah, he, he would. He would turn us very quickly into a much, much better side. Do, well, do you remember when? I was making. I was asking you, would you take Kabai over uh, over Wijnaldum? Yeah, I still. Well, how do you feel about that after this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Kabai didn't score this weekend. Uh, did he not take his customary penalty? Oh shit, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he took two. He takes. 
Well, yeah, he scored yeah, he's, twice. Because Gale encroached no, twice. No, they lost 3-1. Yeah, yeah. But he had because Gale encroached. He actually encroached twice. But they just kind of yeah, like did, let yeah, him yeah. get away with the second. Yeah. And then Pardew had, was like complaining that Gale got sent off for two yellow cards. And he was complaining because it spoilt the occasion. Quite right. No. Well, <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of spoiling the occasion, yeah. let's not get Dave onto Alan Pardew. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Wijnaldum. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he needs a chant. I mean, I suggested on Twitter the other day, there must be something in genie in a bottle. Yeah, or Gene Genie. Gene, Gene, oh, that is so good, Gene Genie. Well, yeah, but I think it's, someone it's has done, done Gene that. quite a lot. Oh, right, and also, his 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 full name goes to the chant, like to the Death March of the um, not the you know from Star Wars, you know the Empire, yeah, the, the Imperial March, du, 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 that one. We'll do it. Show Giorginio Vinodum Vinodum. That works. Okay. All right. Okay. Although well, it's not has that something been used that, yet. Yeah. Yeah, but it, I don't think it's something it's, that. Someone, not the catchiest. I mean, it's um, a catchy tune. Well, just, I'll I, end up just being like, Bajini Wijnaldum. Stop Sorry. banging the table, Dave. Just, so excitable. I did, um, We're doing chants in that. I did, uh, I, I did broach the subject of a Wijnaldum chant on Twitter, and uh, Chris Agar, or Agar, um, suggested the following lyrics, but I've got no idea what the... Tune is Wijnaldum on the pitch now, baby. Score, score, score a goal. But it's, it's hard on Twitter because you don't know what the tune was. Like maybe that's it's an to incredible... the tune of Idiotech by Radiohead. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, that's good. So no, no, no. It's it's Genie in the Bottle. Is it how sing it? So uh, read the read the lyrics. Wijnaldum again. on the pitch now, baby. Score, score, score a goal. Because it's like. Um, Wijnaldum on the pitch now, baby. Score, 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 score a goal. goal. I know what I mean. I'm right, sure okay. Yeah. But, but, like, I mean, that's interesting that he's done that because I was clearly talking about Genie yeah, yeah. in a bottle, but he's taken <laughs> another part of the song and, <laughs> and suggested that I was just thinking, well, I, it's a really nice tune. Why can't we one day have a song based on my favourite Christina Aguilera song? I, w- I would actually say we're, we're letting ourselves down here because like, Perez needs a chant and currently we're yeah. just re- recycling the Andy Cole, Andy Cole, he gets a ball and yeah. score a goal, yeah, which yeah, doesn't yeah. even really work. True. Okay, well, work and on Mitrovic it. needs a, score, a, a, a chant and I okay. think that'd be like, I don't know. Work on the transfer. I've got ninety nine problems. Mitrovic ain't one. I like that a lot. I'd like to officially endorse that. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Thanks okay. very much. Yeah, it's all right. And it's, that's better than all right. Rad, I, Daryl Yanmat needs a needs a chant. The problem with ninety nine problems. Mitrovic ain't one. I mean, I understand what you're getting at, but how that would work in an actual oh, a crowd doing wouldn't. it? No, no, no. A crowd rapping. Because <laughs> they'll need, do the uh, whole verses as well. You need that like. <laughs> Um, the bass line to come through yeah. doesn't work. But it's just a nice thing to say out loud. Yeah. Whilst I'm on Twitter, uh, a quick shout out to Don Abel, or Abel, who um, said, follow Newcastle Natter, uh, best podcast ever I heard recently. Ooh. Best cast, podcast Hang on, is, is that like Don as in short for Donald, as it, or is it like Don as in Matthew The Godfather? Because I don't think so. I mean, the guy is from... But this is why it excited me. Uh, the guys from uh, Cochin in Kerala, which I've been to uh, in India. Okay. It's right. one of the most beautiful parts of the world. I've been there. It's incredible. I've been to oh, Kerala. So yeah, it's amazing, mm. isn't it? So hello to Don. That was, you know, I, this is what I want to know about when I was in Cochin. I mean, it's, it's really beautiful. And we stayed in this hotel where opposite there was a field yeah. where... Uh, Everyone played cricket. You're right. listening to the Newcastle Natter. <laughs> Where everyone, well, you know, let's, I mean, yeah, yeah. we've talked about the game, haven't we? Everyone played. <laughs> now let's talk about your holidays. Everyone played cricket and everyone played football, right? Loads yeah. of kids played football. Bringing it back. And when I was in yeah. India, like there were kids playing football everywhere. And what I want to know, and perhaps Don can answer this, uh, India's got well over a billion people, like, and. Whilst I was there, it seemed like they were really into football. Why are they shit at it? They've got David James now in the, the well, Indian a, League for Kerala. Didn't, didn't Michael Chopra well, go over and play in the Indian I think he might Because Peter done. Reed was managing one of the yeah. sides over there. I think the, the problem is they're, they're probably about uh, 
10, 15 years behind. Like we're probably about 10, 15 years away from them producing a, a decent talent, just because they haven't had the coaching. It's like USA. Yeah, in the 90s. yeah. We're, we're going to we'll, we'll USA and nineties were in, still in the World Cup. I mean, India are like ranked like one hundred and fifty or something in the world. But USA I mean, they were, were really in the World Cup in the nineties. Yeah. No, but they were still they would still qualify for tournaments, wouldn't they? I don't know. I, I, it could just be the approach that the the states have to sport. I think oh, the draw of cricket oh, over there. Oh, it's well. huge. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. I love that. Well, I saw you say it, but what I'm saying below. is that's what I always thought. But when I was there, people were playing football everywhere, and they were. Yeah. You can have a kickabout. It's not the same as. It's the same with China. You think they yeah. should have a pretty decent team? China, just, just by numbers. Yeah. So uh, Tim Krul is out. Yes. Yeah. Um, Steve. McLaren says that's going to cost us how many points? Eighteen to twenty. Yeah, which <laughs> even conservative estimates—that is bullshit. I that's would guarantee it wouldn't cost us more than four. Hmm. And let, he's basically saying the reserve goalkeepers we have, like Rob Elliott and Carl Darlow, by that rationale, are two of the worst goalkeepers you'll ever see. Oh, yeah. That they'll cost us eighteen to yeah. twenty. Like he's Tim Krul is a, a, a good standard Premier League keeper. There's no doubting about that. Mm. Rob Elliott is not as good. Like Peter Cech doesn't get eighteen yeah. to twenty points for Arsenal this season, like or Chelsea in the past. Like I think, I think it was just he wanted to say Tim Krull's a massive part of the team, mm. and he chose just and also give himself. He was like, this season could go really shit. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> can I say at the end of the season? <laughs> it's because of Tim Krull's absence. There's rumours that we're going to get Victor Valdez on loan. And I think that would Apparently be really those rumors, good. The last I read, those rumors, rumors have been completely quashed. I've heard they were poo pooed. Yeah, that's a big shame because I think that would be, a, like, it would make sense for every party. Well, what yeah. about? I mean, what about Darlow? I mean, uh, he's injured. He's injured at the moment, he? but he's back. according to Soon. dot com, he's available. But okay, um, okay. So yeah, Cruel's out. But cruel as well, in terms of the amount of points he saves, he'll have one, maybe two amazing performances a season, like the Spurs game a few years back, where he'll he'll save as a point or two points, but he doesn't do it consistently. Yeah. And it's I was I was having a chat with him mate before before I came here and it's 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 similar to that that thing about uh so Norwich mate was saying that he uh He's livid because the promoted side never seemed to get anything. And they, there were claims for a penalty when Jan Mart maybe held a shirt. And there were, yeah. like, one of the, like, uh, Vinaldum's, uh, like, our fourth goal, Vinaldum's. Sissoko was yeah, offside. Sissoko was offside. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we ne-. And we were saying, oh, it evens out over the season. The trouble is that he, Norwich might then get uh, an offside goal given for them in their favour against, um, I don't know, against Bournemouth that they're already winning 2-0 so it doesn't change the yeah. impact of the game the trouble is that when when like when when they're against someone like us that that goal and that penalty that they didn't get really change like it, it changes the complete outcome of the game so in much the same way like tim kroll is not he's rarely going to save us points because he might pull off a string like a string of great saves yeah. and get us like a win away to spurs but then the next game he could have a decent game and still not be able to stop us getting spanked by Arsenal. He's not going to save us 20 points. No. It's McLaren's daft for saying that. I don't think he believes it either. It's just, no, it's just a thing that he said. Something to say, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to say something. Speaking of which, let's carry on with the podcast. Paul. Yes. Um, we had a drink before the game. We did. Uh, and you said something and I said, oh, let's talk about it on the podcast. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but I've written down the words Durham Uni. Oh, yeah, no, I was on a stag... It, it was more like an interesting look at how we're seen from the outside. I was on a stag do the other weekend and there was a guy there who's at Durham Uni. Mm. And he hates Newcastle fans and right. just thinks we have massive expectation problems, which is bullshit as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But I don't know why you thought we should mention it well i guess i i guess i anticipated i stopped you in your tracks and i guess i anticipated what you said what you're about to say being more interesting than it actually was <laughs> yeah no it wasn't so well did, i mean this thing about the deluded geordies <laughs> this this is something that we've we've had since pretty much like 
when Hollett took over, that's that's when, and then it, it's the talk of like high expectations. I don't know any Newcastle nonsense. fan that expects to even finish in the top half. But it's because people, in in as much as Twitter's not representative of the of actual Newcastle fans, people who phone into the like Talksport and six oh six and all the rest of them aren't representative of any fans of That's any true, club but, ever. But, but like you say it's of any club yeah and maybe disproportionately our fans are either disproportionately not representative or proportionately no I th- or proportionately there are uh, more fans calling in with higher expectations I would say because proportionally we have more fans with higher expectations. i would say it's they're the loudest ones. So they're the ones, if you're right. neutral, they're the ones you hear more. It's, right. it's like yeah. my view of West Ham, which I'm sure most West Ham fans would disagree with, is that they're slightly unrealistic and always wanting to play amazing football. And them getting rid of Allardyce when he was keeping them up. I think before the start of the season, you'd have said, well, they're stupid to get rid of him. They're not that great. And everybody's opinion of a Liverpool fan is that they still think they, they should be challenging for the title every season and, and all the rest of it. And the people who call... For Liverpool fans, six- that's a factually accurate. <laughs> but I, I think that it's not indicative of Liverpool fans because there's more of them who are deluded. I just think that the, the subsect of society that phones into talk sport... What a subsect. They're deluded... Regardless of who they support, like the the Arsenal fans who call in will be only talking about balance sheets, and the the Man U fans who call in will say that Man City is just a they've bought the title, yeah. it's just fashion. That's because that's the type of person that phones into the the, the talk sport and all the rest Maybe. of it. They're not representative of fans because if you go if you go to the the home pubs uh, of any club and you're chatting away to them and you get past the the initial bravado and the initial braggadocio, when you start talking to them. Everybody's fairly reasonable. They all think that, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you will get the There's the odd also, occasion. I also think there are perceptions that neutrals have of other clubs, which are usually just a few years behind. Hmm. So, like, we've still we're still hanging on to a reputation just about of being some of the best fans in the league. Hmm. And in terms, I don't know if we are anymore. I mean, certainly, I mean, people's, I think the atmosphere at home games people people, people will people still talk now. about, yeah about St. James's being like a difficult place to go. Their fans, 52,000 right behind. People always talk about 52,000. Stephen Taylor was like, 52,000 going home tonight. Happy. It's like, well, there there were a lot of fucking... There was 47,000, yeah. Yeah. I I think that's that's indicative of the fans who... Yeah, basically, no, we're not what we were under Robson and under Keegan because... Of course, we're louder then because we're we're getting. To yeah, I'm not saying it's unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm just saying that people. It's like Liverpool still have a reputation of having amazing fans, which it's, it's you, in some way respects they do, but they're not as I, loud. It's the same with the be. way teams play. Like people talk about Stoke now as being like, "Oh, you're going to get physically done if you go to Stoke," whereas they're quite a small technical team now. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like it there's a couple of years takes, hangover. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- I think that when you when you when you actually. When you take into account the fact that the majority of fans get their information about other clubs from the pundits and the papers and maybe the radio, you've got to bear in mind that the people who are giving out that information, most of them are just phoning it in. Yeah. Like Harry Redknapp doesn't have a clue about any football club, maybe maybe Spurs and maybe West Ham. But even if you watch Sunday Supplement, the actual journalists on there, half of them don't seem to know what they're talking about. Not about yeah. Newcastle in particular. But yeah. About the sport. Norwich or and anybody that isn't a, a like a, a like an inverted commas massive club. So mm-hmm. yes, Liverpool they're uh, they're they're fully up to speed on Liverpool because Liverpool fans buy a load of papers to read about it and go, visit loads of sites. They they gorge themselves yeah. on the information. So oh, they gorge, they gorge away. So <laughs> there's there's value in them doing it, but like I don't know, like Stoke. Perfect example. They haven't got a clue what's going on at Stoke because it's not a sexy mm-hmm. club. So why they why they're going to go and investigate yeah, it? Right. when they're not going to get the. the if you ask Paul Merson before a Stoke game oh, what yeah, was going to happen, it? he'd say, "Well, they're going to get physically messed about." Yeah, Stoke. Oh, you know what will happen? Yeah. So uh, approaching the end of the podcast, just a couple of things to talk about. Um, I've been working very hard for the last few weeks. Now I've got fuck all to do from now until the rest of my life because I'm unemployed. And uh, that means I've been watching a lot of Sky Sports News, and our Ranger's been on it. <laughs> hey, Ranger, uh, what? Did you see uh, 
I haven't seen no. this. What's he done? Ranger Danger. He's well. He's um, he's he's. Uh, Can we guess what he's done first, and then see who's okay, closest? Okay, go on. All right, go on. I think he's opened a cafe. That's what you've decided yeah. to do with your guests. Go on. That's uh, fine. I think that he's turned up to training unannounced again. <laughs> Just rocked up. No, it's neither. No? He's. Uh, He's basically out he's there. He's declared he's going to go around the world in 80 days. No. He's come out. Guys, we've not got long left. Come on. He's, um, he's out there looking for a new club. And he says, you know, he's, he's trying to show that his time, he's made a lot of mistakes in the past. He said, they were like, is it your last chance now? And he was like, a million percent, two million percent. 500 million percent <laughs> it's like it just kept on operating how many million percent it was right so I mean I say from the bottom of my heart good luck to the lad what? why because I you know I don't like to see you know he's a young guy still I mean he's I know he's old enough to, to I know lots of you say that I know lots of people who didn't sort themselves out until because you were never sort of the, yeah, yeah right fine <laughs> who'd never sorted themselves out you yeah. know he's 24 got given a lot of money at a young age came from a difficult background I think you know I say good luck to him and I hope he finds a new club and turns his life around because it's sad to see yeah. people waste talent well I think I just hope he stops being a twat yeah well in this interview on Sky Sports News he you know he seemed like he was determined to stop look at Joey Barton Took him a long time. Yeah, and now he's I on question time. I kind of. I hope mean, he's still a bit of a. He's a bit of a twat, but, but he's a responsible twat. I kind of hope I don't have any change when he asks me for it, and I walk past him outside a tube station. Well, I think that's mean. Yeah. I say good luck to him. Nah, screw him. If you're listening, Niall, I'm right behind you. Open that cafe. <laughs> uh, uh, Kath, the tea lady. Yes, retired this weekend. After, after how many? Was it sixty years or something? I think it was like 52 or yeah. something, but yeah. And round it up to quite interesting. Kevin Keegan, yeah, two sugars. Yeah, Not did you hear her on Five Live last night? No, no. She was going through who had how many sugars. <laughs> and she talked, they asked her about Allardyce. Well, he was tea. I, I can't remember. He had a lot of sugars. I can't remember how many. <laughs> and uh, her favourite manager of the whole thing. Oh, look at you. Look at you, both of Dave, you. Dave, Alan Pardew. Yeah, because he's a smarmy get. I've got no doubt that he probably copped a feel. Well... Well, that's just... One lump or two. Okay. No. If, that's, if, that, if that's the route you want to go down. So, um, he's a shit. let's uh, get on to predictions for the derby. Oh, God. This Sunday, 12 oh, o'clock kickoff. I always think you can, um, you can tell uh, how much uh, the fans of the respective football clubs are, treated, uh, are respected um, by uh, what time the kickoff of their derby is. <laughs> And our kickoff is at twelve. Eight AM. Yeah. <laughs> Eight AM. It's like so uh I think that's to stop any drinking. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well they think that, but the strawberry pub out yeah, I think that's opening at about eight AM. So <laughs> But would it would still be opening at eight AM if the kickoff is at four probably. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. God yeah. So if uh, it was if it, it was kicking off at nine o'clock in the morning, yeah. it would have not closed. Right. But do you remember there were a series of Villa Birmingham games that kicked off at like eight in the evening and it would it turned into chaos about three times it's in madness. a row. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. But right. anyway. Predictions. Sorry. Dave. No, no, you go first. Paul. It's a tricky one because like... They're shit. They are terrible and we looked attacking at least amazing at the weekend. But I... The nature of this season is any time it felt like we've turned a corner, yeah. the next week we've gone back to a crisis. I, I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. Oh, Dave. I was gonna, can, I, can I also go 1-1? One, one? That's what I was going to go as well. <laughs> let's, let's just do it. Uh, across the board, Newcastle Night, uh, right, the Newcastle Natter podcast is putting out together a joint prediction yeah. of 1-1. One, one. It's just, they're, they're shit. But it's the derby. And uh, like we're looking like we've, you know, we've got some attacking intent, but it's the derby. Yeah. yeah. And Allardyce and everything. Right. And Allardyce okay. and, and okay. McLaren and... Okay. Oh, God. So uh, we've got a wrap-up, basically. Um, I've not been handed a sheet. With a 30-minute short story. 
Yeah, I'm just going to wrap up is there, uh, with is there any Shakespeare. Thing that we need to read no, 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 I've been. I've listeners will be delighted to hear. I've not been handed a piece of paper to read out. Why don't you plug your show? Uh, what show? The, oh, you're on my television again. program. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that won't be out until the, the spring. But yes, I've finished filming mm-hmm. on series two of Half the Record with David Hasselhoff. I think it's fairly likely that I'll never see him again in my life. <laughs> well, let's see. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, that's over. Uh, last week, regular listeners will remember that in last week's episode, I was angry at Paul because he wasn't drinking that week. And I said, no, we're yeah. going to go to the pub and he's going to have to watch me drink. Well, about 20 seconds into being, into, that. If that, into, being into that pub, uh, what did you decide? Did you decide to do, Paul? It's, yeah, you can't be in a pub and not drink. No, you it's decided to have a drink, and that is because uh, we, pressure, as a species, pressure, have pressure, no pressure, willpower. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Uh, oh, we pub pressure. Shall we go to the pub? Yeah, let's go to the yeah, pub. Yeah. All right. So, Dave, <laughs> God, we're such lads, aren't we? It's like the nineties. Oh, come on, guys, let's start a magazine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, we're such lads. Oh, we're men behaving badly. Oh, let's, let's listen to Ocean Colour Scene. Let's listen to Ocean Colour Scene. And I would be really go out with right Patsy, now. <laughs> go out with Patsy Kensit. Yeah. Um, Dave, thank you very much uh, for your time. Thanks, Thanks for being the nice podcast. Nice to be back. Thank you, Paul. Thank you very much. Oh, there was something I wanted to talk about. Oh, I mean, f- I'm in a situation we're playing that game on Sunday. Yeah. We're playing that game on Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it because... My uh, girlfriend is very insistent that we need to go around and look at bathroom supplies. And do it on the Saturday. We're going to do it on the Saturday, but it's going to t- it may well take the Saturday and the Sunday. There's so much shit to get. I think you just have to do a really long Saturday. Yeah. So I was going to suggest we watch it as a pod together. Yeah, that would be great. So be um, yeah. I'd be interested in your feedback at Newcastle Natter uh, on Twitter if you could get in touch and it. Let us know how you persuade your partners to allow you to uh, watch Newcastle because sometimes I struggle with it and um, it makes me cry inside. All how right. do you feel about drugging her if it comes to that? Oh, I do that all the time. All right. But it's sometimes it's not enough <laughs> because she is enormous. <laughs> uh, she doesn't listen to the show, does she? No. Uh, yeah. All right, so, uh, well, at least uh, she's never got this far. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody has. (laughs) So, uh, thank you uh, for listening, and uh, we will uh, speak to you next week. Thank you, goodbye. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, bye. Bye. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up, and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.